Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. Hi, this is the Robinette's Nest, and this is Christy Robinette. And this is Chuck Robinette. Thanks so much for joining us today on our third podcast. We are going to be talking about hauntings at Christmas. The ghosts of Christmas past. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. So the last couple weeks, we've been experiencing a lot of different paranormal activity and we wanted to talk about why during the holiday season, or why why maybe, maybe we might not have all the answers. No. Why there is sometimes more paranormal activity during this season than even in October and Halloween season. It's quite true. So the last couple weeks, I've been woken at night. I've been pushed in bed. We've had a lot of electronic stuff going off. True. Such as light bulbs that have been Oh, yeah, flickering, popping, not going on. We've had Christmas ornaments that have been going off. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know how or why. We've had flickerings of lights. I I have an office in Highland Township, Michigan, where I see clients, and I have a cute little Christmas tree up in my office, and it's got lights on that flash or twinkle. They do a bunch of different things, Yeah, they have a synchronized whatever. You hit a button, and it changes from one thing to another. And all of a sudden, they will just – it's actually really hard to, to, to push that button. All of a sudden, they will change synchronized. Synchronicity. Yeah, fade in, fade out, start twinkling, start flashing. Like flashing start fast. Start racing. Yeah. And we're just looking at it like, uh, okay. But what really got me was the other night, I typically sleep on my belly. I'm mm-hmm. a belly sleeper. It's not supposed to be the best way to sleep. Mm. I'm told by doctors and sleep specialists what that are you it's gonna terrible. Do? But that's how I fell asleep. And so I was uh, on my tummy, and I felt like somebody went up behind me and pushed my left shoulder really, really hard. (laughs) It wasn't me. No, Chuck was in bed. and But that morning, he kept saying, boy, you kept getting in and out of bed all night long. Bouncing around, yes. And I was not getting in and out of bed. I was being beaten up by a ghost. I guess. I know who the ghost was, though. Uh Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. So back in July, we lost Chuck's mom. Correct. She was a four-foot something. Something. Feisty lady. Yeah. With dyed red hair. Yeah. I don't even know what her natural color was. Do you know? I don't know. She thought she was Marilyn Monroe when she was younger, so I think it was blonde then. But she probably dyed that, too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. She she was a looker, though. Way back in the day. She was actually going to be a Playboy Playmate. Yeah, they were interested in her the first, I think it was the first year or the second year Playboy came out. 
She ended up dating Dwight Hooker, who at one time ended up being the chief photographer for Playboy, I think in the 60s, maybe the 70s. But anyway, she dated him in Chicago, supposedly. I don't know. I hear stories. So she would often playfully hit us. Yeah. She'd kind of smack us on the shoulder or whatever, tap us and say, true story or whatever, to basically get our attention or to emphasize the fact that, hey, I'm saying something. And so it was such a, when when I was being pushed or like slapped, it was such, I mean, and she hit hard. <laughs> she yeah. didn't do a gentle tap. No. She smacked S- you. Smacked your arm, top of your arm. And she would do it to strangers, too, if she was talking to them. Tell a story in the middle of it. Yeah, whap you in the arm and say, hey, true story. And so. And I, laugh. I know that it was mom. Probably. That was doing it. I don't know if it for sure is like all of the electronic stuff that's going on, but it definitely, that one was hers. So I I often get more phone calls on paranormal activity during the month of December than I do October, oddly enough, even though October we're intentionally looking at all things spooky, but our loved ones love to interact with us during the holiday and especially if it's been like it's the first year without them or the second sure. year, the the last few years, they tend to try to, you know, let us know that that they're okay, that they're there, that they're, you know, not mad at us, that they're not whatever. But um, I often get phone calls and everyone that gets those types of interactions, they think something like there's a 911, like there's a warning, which I actually did. I ran downstairs thinking maybe... I let a candle burn. Yeah, something's trying to get your attention. Okay, check this out. So I kind of did exactly what my clients would have thought as well. Except who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No. Oh, me. Yeah, you. That's right. But no, so it, it was just so interesting that I'm often given emails and the phone calls and the messages saying, you know, the star on the top of my tree keeps flashing. And, right. oh, by the way, it was grandpa's. You know, there's right. a lot of common, common sense with it, right? True. True, yeah. Something that was handed down or something that was owned by somebody that passed away. Yeah. And they like to mess with electronic equipment because they can. Always. You can, you notice it. Right. Right? Like and I got hit. Noticed. Yeah. Yeah, and I got hit really hard. <laughs> it wasn't like a gentle, like fly on my hand hit. She probably knew better than to hit me. She probably did. She probably thought she was being funny. She always thought she was funny. I just didn't hear the hee-hee, you know, following. I mean, she liked to hit, trust me. <laughs> Were you beaten as a child? I was never beaten, but she liked to smack my mouth. You know, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, sometimes I don't have a tame tongue. So, you know, I was kind of a Smart ass, I guess. What was? Yeah. Did he say that in the past? Yeah. He did. So she used to, yeah, try to smack my mouth till I got to be old enough to say, hey, okay, enough of this. And you grabbed her hand one time. Well, I was sitting at the dinner table, her kitchen table, and I don't know what I said. Who knows? Probably was nothing bad, but she was ticked off. So she tried to come over there and smack my mouth, and I grabbed her hand. She did not like that. So she tried again, and I blocked her hand again and started laughing say. What the heck are you trying to do? Stop it. You're making a fool of yourself. So she went to her room and slammed the door. The only time I ever remember her doing that. 
So then she came back out maybe five, ten minutes later, thought she was sneaky, kind of just like tiptoed around me and was trying to hit me from behind, and I blocked her again. <laughs> so that was the last time she tried smacking me, at least in the face so or the mouth. So now I'm being smacked. Yeah, Fabulous. so now she's smacking you in the shoulder. It's it, And it's done, you know, I, I believe that, you know, our personality traits from here to there stay the same. Our soul and our spirit isn't made up of our flesh and blood. Right. So if we're feisty here, we're going to be feisty there. And she was feisty as hell. My mom was feisty as well, but she True. was on the quieter side of feisty. Where My she mother sort was of, never quiet. She laminated over things. Yeah. But as we were, ta- we were talking the other day about all the paranormal activity, and, and I said, well, you know, the one Christmas song even mm-hmm. says, you know, t- telling ghost stories or... You know, and like, well, where did that come from? Right. And you said Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Correct. Ebenezer Scrooge. We have a cat that's trying to jump up on the table. So, um, and, but it wasn't, that wasn't the first fictional character to see ghosts around Christmas time, but it definitely was one that we think of all right. the time. Ghosts of Christmas past. Yeah. Ghost of Christmas present. So where did the origin of ghost stories kind of originate? You know, you think of the sentimental part of Christmas and not necessarily the darker, scary part. But as we get into the solstice, which is this week, it is the darker death rebirth of the season. It gets it's dark. We think of the fireplaces and, you know, what do we think of with fireplaces? Sometimes we think of campfires and we think of telling stories around it. And I think of a more romantic side of it. <laughs> Chuck thinks work. Yeah. But I I think more of a, you know, everyone's got a holiday cocktail. Chuck, do you have a holiday cocktail in oh, hand? Oh, absolutely. You do? It's called Coca-Cola and Vanilla Jim Beam. Look at that. I have Verner's. Verner's. So, <laughs> so I guess he's going to fall asleep it. first tonight. Probably still me. Probably. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you've got the Christmas Carol, you know, and with it comes the ghost stories of British Christmas. Those darn Brits. Those darn Brits. 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 Those are Brits. I don't pay attention to that stuff. It's the, it's the, remember, it's the most wonderful time of the oh, year, year where they talk about scary ghost stories and da, 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 da. Uh, you don't remember that? I don't remember the words. No. But that's, it, it mentions ghost stories. Okay. So there we have it. I never liked Ebenezer Screw's story. I got what they were trying to do, but I never liked that. The, either the play, the movie, the story, the book, whatever. Chuck doesn't like plays. No. I love Broadway. I, I am love not plays. Mr. Broadway. You liked Wicked, though. Wicked. That's as far as it goes. The buck stops See, here. But you haven't seen any others. And Except that's for a the good ones thing. that I was in. <laughs> Except for the, uh, the ones that you were in that I was dragged that to. That I think you fell asleep in. I didn't fall asleep. I was smart enough to you pinch watched. myself. So, yeah. So, we relish in that whole... The warm happiness, the crackling fires. But then we have my favorite person ever in history. Well, I shouldn't say ever, but he would want me to say that. He would want you to say that. And that would be Edgar Allan Poe. And his poem, The The Raven, Raven, 
the tale of lover's death and that agonizing rhythmic chant of the raven (laughs) who tells the narrator over and over that his departed love will appear to him nevermore. And it says, I remember it was a bleak December and each separate dying ember wrought its ghosts upon the floor. So we've got the ghosts of December with Poe, and he's one of the first ones in literature. Sure, not really. There's there's a lot of others. There's there's a poem um, called Christabel about a ghostly visitor with an unnerving omen, which served as an influence for Poe's eerie tale. So, and and it goes: the night is chill, the forest bare. Is it the wind that moaneth bleak? You lost me on that one. I did. My ADD just kicked in. Squirrel. Ghost. 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 So it's the ghost. So, you know, even though Halloween might be more appropriate holiday for ghosts, Christmas makes sense because we often remember the past, present, and the future as we go into the new year. And we often even the awards and we play the news and they do these memoriams. Yeah. You know, who we lost. What happened the last year. past year. It's a reminder that we're all haunted. <laughs> and it's a reminder of all that we've lost. And so it would make sense that December, the last month of the year, that we would discuss the finality of everything. Probably. And that's probably why people get depressed in that, too, thinking about the past. Or, yeah, because what have you not accomplished in who's the gone. year? Who's gone? Who have you lost? And it's all supposed to be so romanticized. And unfortunately, mm. the holidays. Yeah, it's the holidays. The holidays are so, are so romanticized with the perfect gift, the pressure of. and There's networks called Hallmark and Lifetime that show you the same thing. <laughs> the perfect Christmas tree. The perfect Christmas cookie. The perfect Christmas gift. Oh, my gosh. Christmas cookies. Oh, uh, I had a horrible day yesterday. Uh, I am a good baker. I am going to preface it with that. She is a great baker. That's thank, I will admit. Thank you, Chuck. No problem. I normally do an amazing job making dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of all different kinds of cookies. All too many. Not one of my cookie recipes turned out, and they were all my normal cookie recipes. Normal, super secret, special. Yeah, not one Christy of them. Christy specials, and none of them turned out. I threw all of my dough away. I worked from 10 in the morning till 5 at night, and I ended up throwing all of my dough away. And I decided I could do three things. You could buy them from a, another bakery? Well, that was one of my things. It started with I could sit there and cry and get frustrated. You could have a Coca-Cola and vanilla Jim Beam. And make it all go away? No. So I could cry and get frustrated. Uh-huh. I could go to the store and buy all of the ingredients. And try it and again. And try, try again. Correct. Because I am a try, try again person. She is a go-getter, folks. However. However. I am choosing number three. Bakery. Bakery. I am. Not like Kroger Bakery. We're going to our local bakery who makes all homemade stuff. And they're quite delicious. It's quality good. 
And I'm thinking it's a sign that I am just not supposed to eat this stuff. So this way, we don't have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. We just have dozens. Correct. I mean, we went through the shed, got the Christmas things out, <laughs> the decorations. There were a lot of cookie tins, and they still had cookies in them from, I'm hoping, last year. It could have been from two years ago. But Quite possibly. I'm not sure. The squirrels got them. The squirrels, the possums, whatever. It Somebody got It was them. a Christmas miracle morning for them. <laughs> I hope that they weren't poisoned. No, I'm sure they're fine. They're good. I, but yeah, I just, I am not in the mood to do it again. And it's no. not that I, I texted uh, my sister and she's like, are you not in the holiday spirit? I am in the holiday spirit. Ho, ho, ho. I just don't want to put that pressure on me. I've got Christmas Eve dinner to make. Yeah. See, it's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of work. It is because we have. Ham. Ham. This year I'm making a turkey. And a turkey. Potato salad, homemade, which I'm allergic to eggs, I found out this year, so I won't even be able to eat it, although I love potato salad. Don't like turkey, don't like potato oh, salad. I love it. Um, I will make chicken noodle soup. You also don't like chicken noodle soup. I do like it. I guess I get tired of smelling it in the house. The whole house smells like chicken noodle soup. It is. My dad loves the whole comfort Having hot cocoa, oh. having the hot chocolate, I'm um, the hot chocolate, having the the chicken noodle soup, having the sandwich, having carbs, carbs and chocolate is a Christmas Eve tradition. I don't understand it. And then we have potato chips and we have bread and we have rolls, yeah. more carbs. At least I have chips. No, but this year. This year. We are also going to order. Strombolis. We're adding some Italian. Yeah, and some pasta of some sort. Yeah, just to sort of add to the already feast. You got to make Pappy happy. That we already have. Right. So, and, you know, it'll get eaten. That is a lot of carbs, though. And then my dad just said, do you want me to make scalloped potatoes? And I said, yes, I do. Now, I'm going to tell everybody out there in TV land, radio land, (laughs) that I bet. He won't make it. He won't even make it. (laughs) He's feeling ambitious on December 16th. Yes, I believe it's nine days till Christmas. Yeah. And uh, Christmas Eve, it's eight. Eight. Yeah. And I've got a dollar in my pocket right now that says, we're not getting no scalloped potatoes. Oh, I do love scalloped potatoes. But you know what else I'm allergic to? Potatoes. Yes. Mm. It's bad. No wonder she saw it. Do you know what else I think I'm allergic to? Hmm. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Guess what I can't eat? Tomatoes. Eggs. Potatoes. But I mean, I won't be able to eat stromboli either. <laughs> and guess what I can't eat? Uh, what? Ham. Thank God you'll have turkey because I don't like it. Yeah, I'll have turkey. And chicken noodle soup because I'm going to use like eggless noodles in it or something. Oh, why not? Because I get to eat, too. Whatever. Because I'm not touching it. Oh, I know. It's really bad. It's a beautiful thing, folks. So that is our Christmas Eve tradition is to have everybody over for a lot of food. And they will not be taking 
boxes and boxes of cookies home, unfortunately, because <laughs> because there's none to take home. There's going to not be any because it didn't work out. And I used, it was all brand new. Ingredients. Ingredients. It was nothing that I'd never not used before. I'm just so, my dad asked me, did you use Crisco? No, I've never used Crisco. I always use butter. Mr. Helpful. It's not like he came over here to give you a hand. No, nobody helped me. You didn't even help me. I. You abandoned me. I have me. never helped you with Christmas cookies. You went upstairs and uh, abandoned me for eight hours. I will help you with your fudge. I will make yeah. Rice Krispie treats or whatever. I have those two things to make. But I'm not helping you with I wasn't going to do it yesterday, though, because I thought I was cursed. I think it's a lot easier to get in the car and drive up to the bakery to get those Christmas cookies. We are going to do that. We are going to order them tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow or Wednesday. So it is just crazy. But yeah, so paranormal activity during December is normal. It's typically your loved ones on the other side that are letting you know that they are still around. And it. They, they celebrate too. They celebrate their birthdays. They celebrate their birthday to the other side, which we would consider their death or their expiration date. But it is like a birth to heaven. And they celebrate Easter and Christmas and all those things if you celebrate it, if it right. means something to you. If you don't, then, hey, they're sitting on a beach somewhere. You know what? I bet you. I bet. Oh, I oh. bet you. I think I might have figured out this mystery. Uh-oh. I bet you your mom is mad that we haven't visited her grave and put a wreath blanket on it. Well, she's only an hour away. But I'm betting maybe that that might be. We could. She was never into that kind of stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't. You think? My grandparents on my dad's side, they you know always had to have a grave blanket. Yeah, because that's going to keep you warm. But I wonder if maybe they finally put her date on. Maybe. Well, we can always get in the car and drive to Frankenmuth. Yeah. Because you can't eat chicken either. <laughs> So Frankenmuth in Michigan is considered a Christmas town here. It's number one voted this year. Was it? Yes, it was. For on the United States of America, number one Christmas town would be Frankenmuth. What was second? Do you know? Don't know. Don't Didn't care. care. It's no. Frankenmuth. Frank. It's like a German town. It's an old German town. And they're famous for the chicken dinners and Bronner's. Bronner's Christmas. Christmas. Whatever it is. Whatever. Ornaments. They have, it's year round. It's the, the biggest Christmas store in the country, year round. It's huge. Huge. You can order ornaments, personalized ornaments, but it's in sections by color, by like sports teams. It's by, just crazy. It is nuts. It's overwhelmingly anxiety driven. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's Especially a lot. Especially with the crowds. It's a lot. But it's nice. It is. I guess. So there's there's Zenders, Zenders. and then there's Bavarian. Bavarian. And they're across the street from one another. They serve the same thing, except for some items are different. They say there's tunnels underneath. Yeah, they cook the chicken, the same chicken in both places. But the sides are different. Right. And so I don't get sick on Bavarian Bavarian side, but I get deathly ill on Zenders. And I have talked to many people that that work at Zenders, and there's different theories. Okay. One theory is that Zenders is super haunted. And that I'm feeling the energy of the ghosts in Zenders. But why wouldn't they be at Bavarian? It's right across the street. I don't know. Bavarian is more of a German-inspired restaurant. And Zenders is more colonial American. 
Someone being haunted by colonial Americans? I don't know. I don't know either. I immediately get sick. The I don't even eat. I immediately get deathly ill the moment we went and go in there. And that is where Chalk's mom's memorial, memorial service, service was, dinner memorial dinner was. Yeah. It's a tradition with my family when someone passes away on my mother's side after the funeral, and she was buried in Clio, which is just south of Frankenmuth. We go to Frankenmuth and we have a dinner on them. And we did. Yes, we did. We did it with my aunt. We did and it with I my got uncle, definitely ill. And she got ill. Just like I always do. But me, I love it. And I didn't order chicken. Didn't I have something else? I had steak or something? I can't remember what you had. I had a gluten-free plate. <laughs> Why? But I st- because it makes me sick. I know. But they also say there's MSG in everything, and I'm allergic to MSG. It's a sad state of affairs, folks. But I'm allergic because of my Irish heritage. It's all my Irish. So did, I don't know, maybe the Germans and the Irish didn't get along, and so they're fighting with my spirit guides or something when we go there. That could be a tale for another day. I really like it there. It's cute. It's quaint. It's Christmas. You know, the coarse-drawn carriages, all the little shops. I know people that hate Frankenmuth. Hate it. There's some people that hate Christmas. I know people that hate Christmas. Because they're miserable people. That's where they got Ebenezer Scrooge. It's true. That's how it started. Full circle. I don't understand it. So have you sensed any hauntings here lately? Have you? Other than our crazy electronic stuff? No, not really. I usually don't feel it anyway. I mean, it's just what it is. Uh, if there's ghosts around, I'll say, oh, I'm probably a ghost, probably a spirit, and leave it at that. None of it really phases me. It doesn't. One yeah. episode, we're going to talk about him being married to a medium. And he'll tell you <laughs> the crazy story. That'll be a juicy one. <laughs> it will be. Right Christmas. from the very beginning when I got to tell you. Mm. But we won't. We won't. We won't. We won't indulge in that one no. yet, folks. No. Stay tuned. I also, often around this time, I we have an old farmhouse that's 100 years old. The property is very old. We have a pond, and under us is a, like a stream. A stream, right, right, because we have a well. But, yeah, so but there's something, there's springs. Springs. There's springs underneath us. Mm-hmm. And then next to us, we have an Indian burial ground. Yes, that's what I meant. So we had, our our son had uncovered bones one year mm-hmm. while we were digging for a fire pit that ended up to be the fire pit. It had already been a fire pit, so it was quite a... Yeah, and it was bones. And there was bones, and we had to call the we sheriff. We had to call the sheriff, so he had to come out because it was bones. And it was like a skull, it was like skulls and stuff. But they decided that it was probably a coyote or something. A wolf. They said one was a wolf and one was a coyote. And it was not Hoffa because that was the big joke. But (laughs) they also said, you know, if you're you're digging, you will likely find Indian bones. So it could be human bones that you're going to find out here because it is Indian burial ground all around us. But I often will see, and our light goes, our sensor lights will go off as well. When there's no animal, there's nothing there and it's not windy. And I'll, I'll see the shadows um, outside. None of it scares me, I guess maybe because like, even when I was hit, 
that didn't spook me. It kind of pissed me off more than anything. <laughs> like I'm trying to sleep and I have to go to work in the morning. Yeah, I slept through it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do. <sighs> That's just what I do. So it is the most wonderful time of the year for scary ghost stories. <laughs> I guess so. And we would love to hear what your holiday ghost story might be. If you have been seeing more signs as of late, or if you've had crazy things that have been happening in your home. During the holidays. We have a Facebook page where the conversation continues, and it's the Robinette's Nest on Facebook. And we hope that you'll join in the conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the Robinette's Nest. This is Chuck. And this is Christy. I believe in you. Be sure to subscribe. I'll see you when I see you. Happy holidays. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.